0: Old Testament reading comes from Isaiah, the 25th chapter. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all the nations. He will swallow up death. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, death swallows up physical life. Yes, that is a harsh reality that each of us have to face. Indeed, it is a very harsh reality and it is a very difficult thing to think about. However, it is true, death swallows up life. Death, it has a very strong appetite for life. We must keep in mind, though, that death feasts upon life in different ways. For example, sometimes death nibbles away at life over decades until death has finally devoured all of the life in a person. A battle with cancer for a couple of years, followed by maybe heart disease and maybe in the very end, pneumonia. Each of these are small, yes, small bites of death that occur each inflicting pain and consuming valuable life in a person each of these are like small morsels of life that are eaten up by death other times though death actually comes and swallows up life in one big bite a car accident A massive stroke, a massive and sudden heart attack, to name a few examples. These are the one big bite of death that come and eat up life all together at one time. For Willard, death seemed to nibble at him little by little. Yes, little by little, death seemed to take small bites out of Willard's Physical life, resulting in Willard ending up in the hospital time and time again. Several days later, Willard would then muster up that good old North Dakota strength and be released from the hospital and then be back to normal again. That is, until death would nibble a little bit more at Willard's life, swallowing a little bit more of that life of Willard. In the end, as you know, and I know, death took its last bite and ate up all of life in Willard. And so, my friends, here we sit. Here we sit right now, in this funeral service. Life has been swallowed up, death licks its chops, and we sit here in grief and sadness, as well as mixed emotions. Now, you would think that with all the advancements of medical science, that we would have the ability to stop death and its appetite for physical life, However, the only thing that we have been able to do is to suppress death's appetite. But even so, in the end, death, it still has to eat because death has an enormous appetite for life. To the point, death never stops hungering for life. Its appetite for life is intimidating and unsettling for each and every one of us. There is no hiding from death, for death always has a way of sniffing out physical life. There's no way of suppressing death's appetite For it always hungers, and there is no way to conquer death, for it is just too powerful. Its teeth are just too sharp, and its jaw is just way too powerful. But in spite of all of this, here we sit. In spite of all that has been said, here we sit. Not with a small glimmer of hope, but we sit here together in this sanctuary with confidence. Indeed, we sit here with assurance that is right contrary to all of appearances we sit here in these pews with rest and peace in the middle of death's appetite you see we are gathered into this sanctuary knowing full well that death has swallowed up our brother willard and knowing full well that willard and you and i can do nothing about death yet we have a peculiar confidence amid our grief So why the confidence? Why the confidence? Why why the assurance? Why the rest? Why the peace? Well, my friends, it's because we know something about death that is a game changer. Yes, we know something about death that is a game changer. We know something about death that changes everything. What is it that we know? It is a simple yet profound promise that we know. The prophet Isaiah, he speaks this promise to you and me today. That promise is this, that contrary to all appearance and contrary to all that we know about death, the tables have actually been turned on death itself. That is right. Isaiah, he tells us that things have been overturned, things have been altered, things have been changed with death. Isaiah, he gives us a full, staggering promise. Get this, that the Lord will swallow up death forever. He will swallow up death forever. Marlene Did you hear that? My friends, did you hear this promise? Isaiah says that the Lord will swallow up death. Death which devours its prey is actually prey to the Lord. As they say, there's always a bigger fish, and that bigger fish is none other than Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so there is someone that swallows death, and that is Jesus. Jesus is death's destruction. Jesus is death's plague. As death swallows up life, well, my friends, Jesus, well, he swallows up death. So when the Lord swallows up death, well, the implications of this are quite profound. Death comes to an end for you and for me and for Willard You see, dear friends, just like a whirlpool in the ocean or a black hole in space absorbs and pulls everything that comes near it, when the Lord swallows death, well, death, my friends, is abolished. It is removed. It ceases to have its way. This is why the Apostle Paul, in our epistle reading from today, taunts death in the way that he does. The Apostle Paul, he says to death, get this, he says to death, he says, Death. You are swallowed up by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? You see, the Apostle Paul knows that it was sin that makes death so frightening. But the Apostle Paul also knows that in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin and guilt and death itself, are gone because of Jesus. And so today, my friends, we have confidence. We have confidence like Isaiah and confidence like the Apostle Paul that death is swallowed in triumph and life, which means that Willard presently has life. His soul is with Christ. Yes, Willard has life because Willard has a Savior named Jesus Christ. And Jesus is not death to Willard, but life for Willard. Which means that Jesus is not kind to Willard's death, death itself, but is the one who destroys death itself. There's much more, too. As much as it pains us, we know with confidence that Willard's physical death are just a little while. We know that it is only for a little while that this sting of death has taken place. That is why we say that Willard is asleep. In Jesus. Sleep implies that one will wake up again. And that is exactly what will happen with Willard at the great last day when Jesus comes to unite Willard's soul with his body, resurrecting Willard to physical life, to resurrect him from the dead. At the great last day, the Lord will reunite body and soul. The grave will burst forth, and we all will be delivered from the jaws of death forever. Willard will physically be raised from the dead, for death has been defeated in Christ. Baptized saints, hear the good news this day, this profound promise that we have. Jesus swallows death. Jesus is bigger than Willard's death. And Jesus is bigger than your death too. Therefore, have confidence this day. Have assurance. Have rest and peace amid this funeral service right now. The nailed, scarred hands, the nailed, scarred hands of Jesus drew Willard safely out of sin. The pierced feet of Jesus snapped shut the jaws of eternal death. The resurrected Lord will call Willard forth from the tomb on that great last day, uniting body and soul forever. And the same is true for you and me too. Death, you are swallowed by triumphant life. Yes, dear, hear the proclamation of your church. Hear the promises of God, O oh, death. You are swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O oh, death? O oh, death, who's afraid of you now? We have Christ, and Christ has us. And Christ is bigger than death. Christ is the one who swallowed death at that cross and the resurrection. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thy.